You are listening to the Screen to Screen Selling Talk Show, hosted by Doug DeVitri, your source to increasing sales, productivity, and the customer experience. In each show, we will sit down with world-class thought leaders to discuss latest trends, innovative concepts, and ideas to keep you ahead of the curve using the latest technology. Well, welcome everybody, Dave, to the show, Screen to Screen Selling, with Shep Hyken. Now, if you don't know Shep already, I don't know how you can miss him because he's on every social media channel talking about customer service and how you can create amazing experiences. And Shep was actually one of the first people who I sat down in his office that helped me launch my speaking career, gosh, back in, what, 2007. Uh, Welcome today to the show, Shep. Hey, you know what? Back then, you had more hair. Uh, it wasn't, I see a couple of pieces of gray. No, no, 2007 wasn't that long ago. Wow. Wow. Well, we've been friends ever since. And thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you can't, you can't search on the internet with for customer experience and not find you as far as, you know, the articles you're, that you're writing for Forbes and entrepreneur and, and, and everyone else. Um, let me ask you, what defines an amazing customer experience? It's a great question. Most people would think it's this over-the-top, blow-me-away experience, and the reality of it is, the to me, the amazing customer experience is one that is consistent and predictable. And so everybody thinks that loyalty should be a lifetime, and it can turn into a lifetime, but I want everybody to think about trying to create that amazing experience. What they should be thinking about is one simple question. What am I doing right now with this customer during this interaction that we're having to make sure that the next time they want whatever it is that I do or whatever it is that I sell, that they would want to do it with me and not my competitor. And I want to focus on that answer this time. And if I do that every time, trying to create that positive experience that would make them want to go back, I'm ultimately going to win them over. But here's the key. The, The wins don't have to be big wins. They just have to be little. I tell my clients all the time, to create that moment of magic isn't about a wow over the top experience. It's about consistently being just a little above average. And that's what the amazing companies do. They're just above average. And sometimes it's just a little bit, but it's all of the time. And obviously when there's a problem or a complaint, any company can rise to the occasion, but it's the consistency on the day in and day out experiences that you have that creates that amazing service. No, that's really good, Shep. And I, and I wonder so many times because we use technology to be able to enable us, but sometimes the technology doesn't always work when we expect it to or when we want it to. Uh, how can some companies or, or even the customer service reps out there recover some, some of the challenges they have when using technology? Well, I mean, I have this simple five-step process for any type of situation. And uh, just recently, a major airline's computer crashed talk about a technology glitch that sent, you know, and it was down for an hour, but it affected almost two days worth of flights because of the way things get backed up and that airline industry was interesting the way they handled it. The first thing is they communicated immediately that they had the problem. And what's fascinating is that most companies would say, let's not tell the whole world about it. Let's just wait for the people to call us and we'll fix it really well. No, no. They said right away, Hey, you know, we're having a problem, you know, and we're going to, we're working to fix it. And they gave continuous updates and the way they handled themselves on the phone and the backup. And they said, look, you can change your flights. We're not going to charge you for change fees, et cetera, et cetera. They did a really, really nice job of doing that. So there's an example of technology failed and they stepped up their customer service game. They added more people in their support centers and their call centers. They made sure they staffed the airports 
uh, with a little, you know, a few more uh, employees. Uh, ideally, it should have been even more employees, but you know, it's it's that's the airline industry. But overall, I look at that and say they modeled what was right in doing so. So here's my five-step process, though, because we I don't want you to forget about that. Number one, you have to acknowledge that there's a problem. Number two, you have to apologize for the problem. Number three, you have to fix the problem or discuss how you're going to fix it. Number four, you're going to do it with the right attitude. And number five, you're going to do it with a sense of urgency. Acknowledge, apologize, fix it, right attitude, sense of urgency. And this is appropriate for virtually any problem. Any, you know, somebody calls and have, I've got a problem, something happened, and you know, you're just handling a complaint. Well, I appreciate that you brought that to our attention. I understand how you feel. That's acknowledgement. Number two, I just want to say I'm sorry that that's happened. Let's talk about what we can do to fix this. Notice the attitude's right, and they're acting quickly. And ideally, if we can resolve it as quickly as possible, it's that simple. Now, Doug, you may remember last year, the association that we're a member of had a crisis. Uh, we went into a, a, a rebranding issue. Things didn't work out. And if you'll notice what happened, we stepped up and acknowledged it to the members. We apologized. We discussed that we were getting ready to fix it, and we acted quickly. We did it within 10 days. And we, we, you know, of course, throughout the whole thing, we had a positive attitude. It doesn't matter if it's technology breakdown. It doesn't matter if it's a small complaint or it's a major crisis. It's all handled basically in this format to not just fix the problem, but reestablish confidence for the customer. Yeah, well, what was impressive was the videos that you created that, that totally went through that whole process. And because it went out to so many different channels, people said, you know what? Okay, we realized the mistake that was made and, and able to move right. on. We rec and, and that's exactly what happened with the airline. Immediately recognized a problem. They immediately communicated through social channels and their website. They didn't just choose one channel. They broadcasted it everywhere. And that's the key. In certain situations, that's what you would want to do. And you scale that back toward an individual a customer, you know, you're doing the exact same thing. It's just on a, on a more magnified basis. So when a customer, when a company has a technological glitch and there's a breakdown, they need to step up and take ownership. And, you know, you can't blame other people and call it a technological breakdown. It's not really. But if I, if you buy a product from me and I ship the product to, to you and the post office loses it or UPS or FedEx, they, well, who are you going to blame? You're going to call me and say, I never got my product. And I'm going to say, hey, not my fault. I saw it go out the door. You know, no, we have to take the ownership. We have to apologize, acknowledge, apologize, discuss what we're going to do to fix it. Hey, I'm going to check with FedEx or UPS or whomever, and I'm going to get back to you really quickly, like in the next 20 minutes, yeah. if that's what you know is appropriate. And uh, then I do, and I'm with the right attitude. I'm acting. I mean, you see it works in virtually any situation. And I, and I can see in situations for, for screen-to-screen -screen selling, we would blame the internet connection for not working the way we wanted to. We would blame the, the, the fact that we have to install a special software in order to get the meeting started. And by, by acknowledging some of the issues ahead of time, you're able to kind of overcome that. However, that said, uh, if you're going to use a new technology, you're going to try something out, then you need to practice. You need to make sure it's working. You need to understand what happens if... What's the fallback? Yes. You should always have a fallback. Uh, and that, the best companies do that. Um, you know, I consider online retailing, kind of using technology to sell. If you go to a great company like Zappos.com, every single page has their phone number. And that makes it easy for you to fall back to the human connection that you might need if you run into a problem or you have a question.
Yeah, that's really interesting because when we look at the customer experience, at least what Steve Jobs did is, and he said is that you start with the customer experience and then work your way backwards. Well, technology is playing a, is playing a role in disrupting a lot of different industries. We're seeing that now with Uber. We're seeing it with Airbnb. Um, how can companies uh, embrace that type of model and not fear that it might disrupt some internal processes along the way? Right. So this is an interesting uh question and i i'm gonna i don't know if i'm gonna hit the answer as directly as you want but recently one of my clients called me and they said hey we we don't want you to come out and speak i go well thanks for calling me you know because <laughs> that's part of what i do is speak at their meeting but they wondered if i could help them find somebody that was a, a major disruption to an industry to where somebody involved might be able to come out and speak like did i know anybody at apple who is a big disruptor or did i know anybody at amazon and what I said to them was, you know, it's nice to be able to hear that side of the story, but I got news for you. Everybody already knows that story. The story that you want is the one that was disrupted and then turned it around. Uh, you follow me? Yeah. So that to me is a more interesting story. So uh, go back to your original question now that I've set up this premise because I want to make sure I get to it. I don't know if I did. No, please. No, so what the original question was. Oh, the, the, so the question was, how does, how does a company who wants to um, acknowledge the disruption that's going on with tech oh, right now right. and really change their model internally to be more focused on the customer? Right. So number one, you, it's easy to figure out how, like I said, you know, it's easy to, to I mean, you're not going to get somebody from Amazon to come and talk to you about how they mm -hmm. disrupted, but you, there's so many studies that are out there. So you can learn from that. Learn how somebody handled the disruption, who's turned it around and is successful as a result of that. I mean, it doesn't even have to be technology. Remember when Walmart moved into small towns and retailers were worried they're all going to go out of business because Walmart's here? Walmart actually put together a program about how to stay in business when Walmart comes into your town. You know, <laughs> So they managed to embrace the community. So I think that's one of the things. You have to learn what they're doing. You have to accept that they're there. You can't fight that they're there. You just have to acknowledge they're there. So what am I going to do to make sure that disruption doesn't put me out of business? Because if I don't handle it right, it will put me out of business. Yeah. No, very good point, Shep. And you're, <clears throat> you've been a great resource on customer service and you've seen so many different examples and just your mentoring and your leadership and and, and just modeling, not just as a speaker, but also as a husband and a, and a father. You've been a great oh, friend. So, uh, oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> really Thank you. appreciate you being on the show today. Well, I hope I gave you some good information. And, you know, you've been a great friend, too. And I loved how you've grown and how, you know, you have found yourself. This is, you've always been technologically savvy. You Basically, you're a geek, okay? but a great geek and one that everybody likes and, and uh, you have a great personality and charisma and you take the geek and you simplify it. And I think that's important. And in any business, whether it be in any part of the business, whether it be customer service or technology, screen to screen selling, which I know is your niche. I think that when you can simplify something, you create confidence. And that's why, you know, I use these little models. Here's five ways to handle a, a you know, confrontation or a complaint and, and by the way, simplistic, uh, or it, it, it simple doesn't always mean easy, but by simplifying it, it makes it understandable and you create confidence in, in turn. So I think that's the key. And you do a great job of doing that. Thank you, Seth. That means a lot. Mutual love, baby. It's mutual love. 
You are listening to the Screen to Screen Selling Talk Show, hosted by Doug DeVitri, your source to increasing sales, productivity, and the customer experience. In each show, we will sit down with world-class thought leaders to discuss latest trends, innovative concepts, and ideas to keep you ahead of the curve using the latest technology. Oh, congratulations! Yeah.